Welcome to the Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network and sponsored by Film Obsessive. This is the tirade film movie debate podcast hosted by two film critics, cool dads, and struggling teachers. I'm Don Shinian. And I'm Mark Rylance. And, oh, I mean, <laughs> William Henry Johnson III. <laughs> Oh, I wish you would have like tempted Mark Rylance's actual pussyfoot voice there, like "Oh, Mark Rylance." Wow, Um, sold it better. (laughs) 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 So, so how how you get hit is how you get off. Do you get hit? (laughs) (laughs) Would it help? Yeah, fuck. I will never see. Only do Schwarzenegger. I will never see Creed three. Creed three. They betrayed me. There's no Rocky in it. So, Nighthawks. Wouldn't you know it with the uh, with the invocation of Mark Rylance, we're in an Oscars show and we're damn glad to have you. This is part two uh, <laughs> from part one, where this is all for tantrum's sake. We're sure passions and high fives wash away any place for hate other than for Mark Rylance. But no matter what, we encourage you all to love what you love, even Katie Glidewell. But for now, the gloves are off and hissy of it is on for Oscar show part two. Welcome back to Lauren Knight. Welcome back to Katie Glidewell. Thanks, guys. Thanks. It's been a a week since the last show, and we have not let Katie forget about how much we say fuck Mark Rylance around here. And Will's Will's taking it hard. Yeah, I feel betrayed. I mean, I I really, I mean, no no offense, Lauren, but I I liked Katie better than you, but now you're my favorite. So that's kind of how I'm going to go with this. Yeah, so I'm just sowing the seeds of... (laughs) of hate in this podcast no i'm just kidding i love both of you equally Thank despite you. <laughs> <laughs> just that, I'm you're, so you're not grateful that you're my favorite now that's that is just rude <laughs> i'm going oh to goodness. personally find mark rylance now and do a full <laughs> interview with him despite all of oh, you dear. Oh, oh my dear. gosh oh my god that would be hey. Be, that nice would be, what's the opposite of appointment listening that would be like <laughs> mm, that'd be the, that'd be the opposite um anyway. well uh Whatever. after stewing yeah. after stewing on our show of reacting to the field for an entire week as in like 15 seconds from when we recorded it last uh we're here to do our formal and final predictions of a little bit of who will win should win for the oscars we'll talk about the show itself a little bit but uh yeah we're going to kind of break it in here no timers no nothing uh just a nice bit of shared conversation we'll try to find a halfway point to kind of take a little bit of a breather and get you know pay the money with the company bills but uh to kind of open things up um this is the 95th oscars and uh jimmy kimmel is back to host apparently it's his fourth time i would have never told you it was his fourth time um fun little fact in terms of kind of the big things that are uh, out there in terms of uh some history involved here um alfonso Coron uh is nominated for live action short film he is the second person to be nominated um tying the record uh in seven different oscar categories um that ties kenneth branagh who i was gonna say kenneth branagh before yeah. yeah. So Corone stepping it up with big nominations. Um, in, in another kind of small little place here, a little bit, um, we have the uh, Governor's Awards for Honorary Oscars. And this year, the Honorary Oscars are kind of in three places. Um, Eugene Palsy, um, who is a longtime uh, Mar- uh, Martin- Martinetian uh, film director, screenwriter, and producer. Uh, you know, her films are known for Explore the Race as a theme, uh, themes of race and gender and politics, which is awesome. Uh, Diane Warren, uh, who Will owns a signature <laughs> of, he's going to own two signatures of when he sees me. Oh, next. yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, the pity party of her always being nominated 
Wounded and Never Winning has become an honorary Oscar. And for the uh, 80s film fans out there, we have Peter Weir, Australian film director extraordinaire. Oh, wow. Uh, the, I know, right? Yeah, I didn't know and, that. Um, <laughs> Yeah. He's been out of the game for a good little bit, so good for Peter Weir. Yeah. And then uh, the the last kind of governor award, and we'll kind of spin into the rest of the show here, uh, the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award will go to Michael J. Fox. How about nice. that? Oh, well. yay. I, I like these awards because in some way it's kind of like the Oscars being like, you know what? We probably screwed up not giving these guys something. And there's always something. There's always a winner of one of these awards that I'm always like, oh, thank you. Like the big one for me is, uh, you know, the governor's award, I believe it is. Or no, what's the it's the honorary award. Sorry. Yeah. The honorary yeah. award. I mean, uh, Jackie Chan won that and he totally That's deserves right. that. Like because he's an amazing uh, person in cinema that, you know, doesn't get the Academy love, though, now that Michelle Yeoh has got into there that's nice but you know they've given it to david lynch samuel L. jackson um donald sutherland who's never even been nominated for an oscar which is shocking uh hayo miyazaki you know i mean um, last year Eli was Wallach. samuel jackson liv ullman oh, yeah. and you danny glover yeah danny glover three years ago yeah david lynch three years ago you got the list is long and distinguished so absolutely it, it right kind of makes up. It, it makes up for it, and I think sometimes, like when you look at the history of the word, I'm not like a great historian on it, but like sometimes I think they they give it to people, uh, like either right before another like stretch of greatness. Like I remember they gave the um, Irvin Thalberg Award to Clint Eastwood in '94, so he had already done Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. That was his his big Oscar push, right? But yeah. after being like the screen legend forever, but like I don't think anyone predicted after that because they were kind of like, "Hey, here's your lifetime achievement award," <laughs> and then he, and then he just went on to like make these amazing prestige films that won more Oscars. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes they they almost it's almost like they jump the gun a little bit and then uh, give these out thinking, "Okay, well you've done a great job," and then you know it uh, they keep going, which is a great kind of piece of it too. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get right into predictions here a little bit. I think we're going to try to earmark and circle the kind of the, let's try the big eight and see how we run for time. Um, so sure. let's start with the two screenplay awards. So coming up first is adapted screenplay. The five nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, uh, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick and Women Talking. Uh, let's kind of go around the circle here. Who will win, should win. Take out two of them all automatically. But yeah. For not oh, being we, adapted we're, to screenplays. I'm with you. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, Will, go ahead. What, what would be kind of your wish? The one you would pick, the one you think will win. Um, see, unfortunately, I am at a disadvantage, like like Lauren, that I haven't seen women talking yet, though. I'm a big see if millennials can uh join me on this one, but I'm a big Sarah Polly fan from the Avonlea days that I used to watch on the Disney Channel uh Damn. back when she was a little tyke. Uh so I've always loved Sarah Polly. She's great. Um, so I would if I wanted someone to win and this is another person in a great line of good stories this year i would like to see her win because she's very talented i don't think she's ever really been recognized for anything despite the fact that she is a great talent and i've been watching her since i and her were a kid i think we're roughly the same age um i i'll follow i'll follow you will and be the quick guy where to me will win and should win is the same thing and it's sarah polly i'm right there with you. yeah okay i i i was 
emotionally devastated by All Quiet on the Western Front. I mean, in terms of the effect that had, obviously not having seen women talking, in terms of that screenplay's ability to utterly destroy me, I mean, I kind of feel like that should win because it was the most effective for me of the ones that I saw. Um, I think... um, God, I don't know. I, I think women talking is going to get it, though. I, personally, that's what I think is going to get it. Yeah. Ladies? Uh, for me, it's hands down. Should win, will win, women talking. I learned this from Call Me By Your Name uh, when I didn't understand why that one best screenplay. And then I always go back to that monologue that Michael Stuhlberg does that is just seared into my heart. and. Imagine that in eight different scenes in Women Talking. Uh, just the circumstances they talk about, the uh, memories, the dealing um, with men and the joke that it is to them. And it's like, how can we even deal with them when they won't listen to us? And like, do you know what that what that feels like when you want to be heard, but you know that no one will ever listen to you? It's Women Talking for me. Sarah Polly it's just absolutely an amazing film and i mean it should have been nominated for many other things but i i would say i'm going to i'm going to die on this hill that it wins uh mm-hmm. best it wins best adapted screenplay yeah it feels like the spot like like when they're they're reasonably kind of i mean i know big things will sweep sometimes but the, by the time you get to screenplay there's some wealth being spread and this feels like the spot to recognize women talking for being for missing a spot or two other places lauren what's your pick here so I have not seen Living or Women Talking, so it makes it a little bit difficult, but I have been trying to follow award season as best I can. So I think Women Talking will win. Uh, it's hard for me to say should because, mm-hmm. again, I've only, you know, I've only seen three of these five. Um, and I still keep thinking about the very end of All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm um god yeah i think about that every day (laughs) i know i wake up thinking about it but then like i know people have given top gun maverick grief but like that was an effective story to good word for it um and so it's It's the first movie just retold without anybody dying true oh boy but but, it's more than that i don't know it's hard to i don't know it's hard to i think i think women talking is going to win and probably also should based on yeah. all of you guys so <laughs> sure well here well, the the, the last domino top gun maverick that's true wait yeah. say that again i didn't hear that someone did die in top gun someone did die in top gun maverick oh for goodness sake and that was extremely effective also thank you also good word well when it comes to predictions when it comes to predictions, the last domino really to fall in the Precursor Awards is the Writers Guild of America Awards. They won't award those until March 5th, which is probably about – that'll be about the week before our show comes out here, uh, maybe even two weeks before then. So we don't – we're kind of going into this show not knowing those winners. The adapted screenplay nominees there are Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Glass Onion, and Top Gun, She Said, and Women Talking. So we'll see kind of who that, I mean, Ooh. we'll already know by the time this recording comes out, but Ooh, yeah. that's a nice field. But I, I, again, women talking's there now to kind of segue to original screenplay. The Oscars have Banshees of Inishirin, everything everywhere all at once. The Fablemans, 
Tar and Triangle of Sadness to kind of match that with Writers Guild. <laughs> um, the Writers Guild for original screenplay had Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, The Menu, Tar, and Will's pick, Nope. Oh, well, obviously. I mean, Jordan uh, is hey. the master of so, his craft. No big deal. Lady, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> ladies, you lead us on this one. Uh, will win, should win on original screenplay. I think I, on original think I think on original screenplay, it's going to be the Banshees of Inner Sharon. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's this is a good category. Other than, I mean, the Fablemans. I like the monologue that Jug, Judd Hirsch does because uh, honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of the film. But I think the Banshees of Inner, Inner Sharon has a lot more monologues like that. So I think that's going to win uh, Best Original. I Lauren? have seen all of these, so that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> what <laughs> I think what will win. I'm going to say will and even should on this. And this kind of, I know I'm almost contradicting myself based on the last episode, but everything everywhere all at once. Um, I, I, Martin McDonough, he's won before, right? Hasn't he won? He's won at, he's the only thing he's ever won an Oscar for is a live action short film in 04. And he's had six other nominations, but really? no wins in a category, no wins in a category larger than live action short. I mean, if you're oh. really talking about original, then it's yeah. everything everywhere all at once for me. Like, True. there's nothing more original than that movie, whether you like it or not. <laughs> you know? Uh, so Will? I'm going to, yeah, both. Everything everywhere all at once. Well, what do you think? Um, a lot of worthy stuff in here. Um, I think I'm going to defend some of these things. I think will and should win is Banshees because it's the highest. Well, not Fableman's is I like better than Banshees, but I think in terms of the screenplay, I think Banshees is the best. Um, and it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I will defend Fableman's. I don't, I think it is deceptively deep. Um, and dense and uh yeah. a lot of people will throw that out but and then lauren will hate me for this one but i actually really love triangle of sadness it is very hard to pull off satire and i think the way they did that and that is just savagely brilliant but i don't think it'll possibly win so i'm gonna go banshees okay no. i guess they got cool. wow i'm glad we've stepped up the that has stepped up the maturity game on this podcast so much. When wow. we lead with fuck Mark Rylance, sure. That's yeah. right. That's we've right. Been, so we've been that, so professional. This was my number two film of the year. So I'm just on a roll with you guys with that. Yeah. No, um, I, I guess as the closing vote here, uh, I... I, I, this is probably a place where I know I made the joke uh, last show and I made it all season where The Fablemans is that movie that's like American Hustle, The Irishman, where it's going to get seven to 10 nominations and win none. If there's a place where it legit should be nominated, this is a very good spot for it. I mean, Tony Kushner yeah. takes it, you know, that's a difficult thing to kind of convey your childhood yourself, get Tony's help to do it. Um, not a scene, you know, not one scene is not well crafted for emotion's sake and what it's a very well done screenplay um should win will win not a chance um i'm i'm that person who um i you know 
yeah, my should and my will match. It's everything everywhere at once. I'm with Lauren where originality wins. I think that's um, I think that's a, a big, huge place where it can go. If there's a film I think could sneak the win, I think, yeah, Banshees of Inisherin is the uh, is the big contender there. I'd yeah. be shocked if they um, I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't be mad. I'm not a big fan of Tar, but if the like if Kate Blanchett loses and Todd Field doesn't get a, a, a you know a whiff at director, is this a place where you can squeak one towards Todd Field? I would understand. I wouldn't be mad, you know, for for a cinephile victory. But no, nah, this is everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, would you mind if I jump to director, take a break, then do acting and picture to finish? Is that cool, ladies and gentlemen? I mind. I, sure. I mind. I really mind. <laughs> So good. No. I'm going to I'm going to go to best director then. So best director, since we're kind of talking about much in the same way, some of the same people who we see in the screenplay categories, the best director nominations this year are Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. How do we feel about the field? Will win, should win. I think everything everywhere all at once will win mm. um and i think should win honestly for this should be the fablemans mm. in my opinion. that's why you're my favorite in well my opinion. i think i think everything everywhere all at once should win and i think the fablemans will win Ooh. i think they're gonna give it i have a feeling they're gonna give it to spielberg for a director spielberg. okay Okay. I I'm really close to that same prediction. Um, I, I'm being the tea leaves guy who looks at the precursor awards. Uh, the Directors Guild of America just gave the award to the to the to the Daniels for everything at once. Where I'm going to pad my kind of hedge my bet and say will win should win is the Daniels. But I like that Spielberg sneak there. That's that's extremely possible. That's yeah. like the it's either this or score are the only places I see as Fableman's win a win being possible. So it's, it's there. It's possible. I think, well, um, the I, here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, personally should and will is Fableman's. Uh, I just think that Spielberg did some stuff with that film that, I mean, there's a sequence in that movie where you're watching people watch his <laughs> fictional World War II film. And I was crying from the fictional yeah. movie within a movie because it was so well directed. <laughs> so that is that is a movie within a movie that he directed. And it was powerful. Mm. So and and obviously I've talked on the in the past about, you know, the whole scene with the mother dying and, and how yeah. that yeah. truly affected me. So I mean, I also think that this is one of those situations where because of the recent run Spielberg has had I mean, at least for me personally, like I said, West Side Story was my favorite film of last year. Fable is my second favorite film of this year. I, I think the fact that he's back having his mojo and he's 75 and he is one of these legacy directors, I think it's one of those mm -hmm. rare, we're going to we're gonna do a makeup even though he's already won a billion of these things. Like it's almost kind of like it's almost like a legacy win, I think. And they want to award yeah. him for being so open for for the greatest, one of the greatest storytellers in the medium to tell a story about himself and mm -hmm. not have it be this bogged down emotional mess. Like it's actually just, it's, it stays true to him. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg himself. And that's just beautiful. And that's why I think he should and will win. 
I know people are shitting on the possibility of the Fableman sneaking in a lot of places and calling it the green book of this year. I can't, Absolutely I, not. As much as I agree, as much as I, you know, discount the film where I discount it, it's definitely not that kind of thing. I call it a no. boomer bedtime story for sure, but it's not that bad. <laughs> um, I, no. I, 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 I definitely, I gain. <laughs> I gained new appreciation for it when it arrived here on disc. I got an advanced copy of the 4K. The uh, behind-the-scenes documentaries, there's two nice production featurettes. One features the cast. One features kind of just Stephen telling the story that got us here. And I definitely found new appreciation for the polish of the movie that I think it is, where, I yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I think West Side Story is the better film of the two, where this feels me too. Up, me, but me too. Yeah. I know. But, uh, I agree. yeah. It, I agree. If, if, they, if they feel like spreading the wealth, I, I'm with Katie. Throwing 20 bucks in that prediction wouldn't be the worst odds there. I should look up Vegas odds while we're talking about this. Well, anyway, while I do that, um, let's let me kind of say, a, well, first things first. Let's take a quick break for a short announcement from our non-corporate partners and friends, and then we'll bring it back to the show. Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. All right, welcome back, folks. Uh, we've got screenplay and directing done. Let's toss it to the acting category, shall we? The um, Let's start with the men, just so that women are the best for last. Uh, best supporting actor yeah. this year is Brennan Gleason for The Banshees of Inishirm, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inishirm, and Kihu Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'll be the fastest guy in the whole wide world like I am in every aspect of my life. Um, everything Everywhere All at Once, <laughs> Kihu Kwan, run away and hide with this award as you should. Yep. That's my easiest vote in the whole lock of the night. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I love the performance. Um, I love the story behind it. Um, I love, you know, just that person. He's great. Uh, he deserves it. And so, yeah, I would say should and will, uh, though I am going to give, uh, I was on the Barry Keegan train early. A lot of people like talking amongst film critic rooms. I was like, I think he's going to get a nomination. A lot of people were like, eh, I don't think so. So I'm happy that he got one. Cause I think he's a great young actor. And, uh, but yeah, Kiyu Kwan all the way. I agree. In acting categories, he's my he's my definite like will and will will win should win uh, of any of the four. That's the one that it's like I don't. I think it's like a very distant. Uh, it, the next one would be Barry, but yeah, I think it's Kiyu Kwan all the way. I'm a little nervous about Barry, but I think he and Brendan could potentially split the votes. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I agree. so it 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 should be, and I really do hope it will be uh, Kiwi Kwan. And I that's why I wish Barry wasn't here because I feel like yeah. Barry's got a big long career where he's going to do great things, but this is kind of the best thing Brennan Gleason has done for a very very long time, and he deserves his own solo spotlight and a chance to compete. But I feel like Barry and Brendan are going to split like crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He okay. killed a donkey with his fingers, though. So that character made me kind of mad. So, <laughs> well, but... you know, did the, the donkey kill itself for being a donkey? Come on now. You know, I mean, dumb Jenny. Don't, don't be an ass, Don. 
Uh, when it comes to betting odds, I did want to pull this up and kind of bring this back here a little bit. Uh, supporting actor, Runway and Hyde, in terms of like not even close, is Ki Hu Kwan. Um, best director, since we asked about it, uh, the Daniels are currently the betting favorite in the in Vegas when it comes to the best director prize, and Steven Spielberg is a like plus three thirty three, not ter- like not a big underdog in terms of a second place person, and it's a long way till you get to Ruben Oslin. Um, let's stay with the men and do best actor. Uh, which is a big hot field for the for the spot Woo. here. We have Austin Butler. I know, fan yourselves now, uh, because yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser for the Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. I will toss the Wilman should win to the fanning ladies in the room. <laughs> Lauren, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, should win. This isn't gonna take me very long uh brendan fraser <laughs> should win uh will win mm-hmm. i'm a little nervous about austin butler now um and hollywood loves a biopic but i uh i really just i'm willing it that brendan fraser wins also so will win should win brendan mm. for me uh should win i think is brendan fraser I, and I would say, I would have said will win up until the BAFTAs when Austin won, mm-hmm. Austin Butler won the BAFTA. I was like, I, know. I, <laughs> I, was like, what? Because I, yeah. I mean, I thought if anything, that was going to be a lock for Colin Farrell, but right. especially Same. since Barry and then Carrie won and then for him not to get best actor, I was like, okay, so it's going to be between Brendan and Colin. But then Austin won, and I'm like, I this, uh, well, I don't that, know. I I still that, want Brendan to win. I mean, I feel like yeah. he had the better performance of the three. But I I think it may be Austin now. I don't wow. know. This well, is a I'm, I'm hard at, category for me. This is. Let me let me pose it like this. Does the because the Baptist did a lot of weird shit and it's been buzzing for the last week or two here. And I, we're recording this again on February 26th with the SAGs tonight, last domino to fall. Um, does it do, does it, is this a bit of a backfire thing for Austin? Does, do, does the BAFTA snub of Farrell boost Farrell's love to be like, Oh, well we can't get this wrong again. Let's vote him for the Oscars and then kind of table Austin Butler. Is that enough for Frazier to survive or does Farrell leapfrog or is it, or is it like we're thinking here a a real possible igniter to remind people oh wait austin butler's really good too how does that land i think it's a i think it's a i think it's uh a little fire in people's asses to possibly give austin butler that shot or re see the film and um look i mean i thought of the film uh, I thought the wardrobe was amazing and I thought his yep. performance was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all yes. know, I mean, that film I thought had a major issue with Tom Hanks's uh, uh, accent that just threw me off. <laughs> and I, it was my warning sign for anyone that watched it. It's like, you guys have to realize that you're not gonna, you're going to be be- bewildered by that accent, but mm-hmm. Austin Butler was great. It's just the fact that he still has that accent. He's, he's still using the Elvis accent two years after the film wrapped yeah. that he's kind of getting shit for. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Brendan Fraser, I think honestly should win for this. And I, I think it's going to be either Austin 
or Brendan. Okay. I'll throw a vote in here quick. Um, I think the should win. I, I'm going to back my podcast partner here. I think Colin Farrell is it's a person who is the is i know i i've kind of come around the way my podcast partner nudged me that that, that maybe the makeup is doing some of the heavy lifting for brendan fraser i think he's wonderful i think he will win i think he steps up ahead of this austin butler colin farrell tizzy storm where you when all of that is laid out who's still the guy that is beloved in a role that is affecting i think it's still brendan fraser but i'm going to drop a little should win love towards Colin Farrell. I mean, that's having the year he's had you. I mean, if you want to play the resume game, which so often happens in the Oscars, you've got Batman, you've got after Yang and you've got Banshees of Inishirin where I don't know how good of a year you can have. And you cap it with arguably your best performance of your career. So I, I'll throw a should at Colin and a, but a will win to Brendan Fraser. Will. Yeah. Um, should win for me is Colin Farrell. It's my favorite performance of the year. And I've made these arguments many times. Uh, over the years, uh, always using the prime example for me of Sean Penn versus Bill Murray. You know, I tend to go towards the more subtle, quiet performances because I think those are harder to do. Uh, I'm not saying mm. Brendan Fraser wasn't very good, but it's a very attention-grabbing performance. Lots of makeup. That's something that the Oscars like, so I think he's got a really solid chance of winning. Um, yeah. Austin Butler is excellent in the movie. Um, you know. And it is a powerhouse performance. Uh, so I'm actually stuck between Austin and Brendan for who will win. Mm. Uh, but me personally, I don't think Colin Farrell has a chance to win it. And I think that he should win it. So I'm going to, uh, let's see, I'm going to just make uh-huh. the call now and I'll just stick with it. Uh, I'm going to go Austin Butler is going to win it. I think, wow. I think uh, it's a music biopic. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that is kind of biopics are kind of where everybody uh, makes their bread and butter in the Oscar fields, mm-hmm. really, when you think about it. So I'm going to go Austin Butler's going to win it, and Colin should okay. win it. Well, um, Vegas I'm, odds? Here, go ahead, look, Katie, then I'll drop the Vegas odds. I'm going to say I'm going to add this, too, with Lisa Marie Presley passing away oh, right, um, right after yeah. the Golden Globes. And that, I mean, you have that sentimentality vote, too, that shit. shouldn't be considered, but mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a huge factor in it, that too. That plays. That plays. Ah, oh, crap. Um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas is going. <laughs> Vegas is going here. Um, plus thirty three hundred. Huge underdogs. Nahi and Miscall. Not even close. Farrell yeah. is a plus five hundred third pick. Plus one twenty. Barely above even money is Austin Butler second and minus one twenty. Just squeaking by is Frazier is the slim favorite. So, whoo, sag tonight. Yeah. I know we're recording this early. Sag tonight yeah. can tell us a lot of things. So, um. Uh, let's take it over to Best Supporting Actress, where we have uh, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, and the Everything Everywhere All at Once double of Jamie Lee Curtis and no. Stephanie Sue. I, I heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will, go ahead and go first. Who's your should will and should win? Well, who shouldn't win? It is oh, here we go. Jamie Lee Curtis. God, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know if Katie agrees with me on this one, but talk about a heroine of epic proportions that everyone just mm-hmm. loved. Just have a fall from grace for just saying the dumbest shit for about four straight years. But because no um, God, I used to love Jamie Lee Curtis so much. She was like, a, a you know, whatever. But um, I, I like Stephanie. Is it Sue? Stephanie Sue? Yeah. Um, yes. A lot. Yeah. Um, I like her. She's great. She's got a great story. Um, 
I was a big Carrie Condon fan because I think that she is kind of, if there's also something that I support with the subtle performances over the louder, bigger performances, I also like the straight person in a movie full of uh, misfits and oddballs because they Mm -hmm. have to really steer the film. You know, because they have to ground the film. And I think she, for that story, which is at times ludicrous in a controlled way, she is the the calm in that storm. So I think she's wonderful. Hong Chow, from the minute I saw The Whale, I was like, holy shit, she's amazing. And I never thought she'd be nominated, but I'm glad she did. Um, If I was making my personal preference over performances, uh, at least for performances I liked the best, I'd go Hong Chow who I think will win and should win also, I think is Angela Bassett because not only is it a legacy award because she's amazing and everything that she does, she had to essentially be the avatar for the audience um, in terms of encapsulating that love and rage and depression and sadness that we all feel for Chadwick and put that out there and make it realistic. It's not over the top. It's, it just feels right. And I'm also just from a history perspective, I want to see genre films like comic book movies other than the Joker get awards. And uh, so that's why I'm going to go all in on Angela Bassett. I think she's okay. uh, phenomenal for many. Um, I'll follow my podcast partner and let the ladies go second here. Uh, should win for me. Uh, I love Hong Chow and the whale. I mean, I, I want to see, I, we talked about this in the show we recorded with uh, our guests where um, I, I just want that movie. I just want Brendan and Hong in a room mulling over the past, trying to predict the future, shave the kids out of it and just let those two cook. Because they were wonderful, um, and it, Vegas has her as the last place person in this field, and I'm not surprised, and that's a shame, because uh, mm. I think she's great. Um, but I, I'm seeing the tea leaves and seeing the popularity vote. Where if I'm putting money down on the table, will win. Yeah, Angela Bassett, and yeah, I'll, I'll happily help my podcast partner wave that flag for genre film, for Marvel film. Like, what a cool <laughs> thing that would be, and and for and we are the, the like you said, the story narrative is a piece of that, and. I know this isn't the loudest Oscars so white year in the world, but this would go a long way, not just for genre film, but it would go a long way for Angela Bassett, go a long way for black actors and performers where she's, she's, if you're going to give it to somebody, give it to a figurehead like that. And it's a nice place for her to have it. So uh, yeah, Yeah. should win. Chow will win Bassett. I think for me uh, also this, this actress in the supporting role category, I believe Stephanie Sue is uh, LGBTQ plus. So this just kind of goes back to my argument Mm. where I'm not sure what their pronouns are, but if they are, they, them, then putting them Mm -hmm. in an act, like in an actress in the supporting role category is just, you know, that's where I'm saying anyway. So it just kind of proves my point from last episode, but uh, should win Hong Chow will win Angela Bassett. Katie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've been touting this performance since I saw it and it's been enraging me that it hasn't gotten more recognition. It's, you know, she's gotten the nomination, but yeah, Hong Chow, I thought actually was a stronger performance than uh, Brendan Fraser. I'll say it. I thought she was absolutely incredible and amazing. And I think she should win. But I think Angela Bassett will win, and it's I'm not going to be mad about that. I mean, it's yeah. you know Angela Bassett in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was absolutely incredible. Uh, the fact that she's a leader, she's a mother, she's a woman fighting for her country, for her family. She's grieving her son and having to stand up to the world, not just 
her fellow Wakandans, but to the world regarding what um, her country is representing. And I think that's a huge performance to undertake that only she could do. So uh, Angela Bassett, I think will win. And I can't wait to see her um, with that little gold statue. Uh, Like like in terms of like predicting speeches of the night, you know, Ki who's going to get up there and be verklempt as can be in a beautiful scene. Whoever of our big three actors, Austin will probably over accent the moment as you're talking about, but I like imagine the Brendan Fraser <laughs> moment, which he was seen snippets of, and imagine the Pharaoh moment where he's probably going to drop an F bomb on TV. But when you get to Angela Bassett, and that's going to be a, a, a need rattling speech for the ages if she wins, and that's that's going to be amazing. Um, all right, class. Best. To, well, real quick to answer your question, Lauren, I, I searched it up. Um, it says sis by she. Um, I is, heard that too. What was listed okay. as the okay? Um, what pronouns? Yeah, her, she goes by pronouns, uh, whatever you call it. I'm I'm still very like still trying to learn all that stuff. So I, mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's what I see. So I a lot of interviews with her. She uh, they're using she. So that's yeah. Okay, so you know. no, that's great. I just it brings up an interesting point though of what you know. What if she were they them and right 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 been lumped into that? Well, it's category. you know just to just to go on a sidebar on that like. When I see interviews with El- Elliot Page, um, right. they still reference him as getting a nomination for Best Actress for Juno. So it's uh, I think I mean, they it's still a- they still do that, you know, because that's what it that's what he was nominated uh, yeah, under. Referencing so, the know. category, I, that's the line yeah. I yeah. got to. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Um, so Best Actress, the field is Kate Blanchett for Tar. Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrew Riceborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, Will, you lead us off for the first tier. Should win, will win. Oh, should win Michelle Yeoh because she is a genre actress who's had incredible roles throughout her career that virtually go unrecognized. We t- I talked about earlier that, you know, Jackie Chan got to win an Oscar by having it be an honorary award. So personally, I feel like someone from that field who goes from a very unrecognized genre of filmmaking, which is action slash Kung Fu, you know, uh, and also amazing stunt work and things like that. Um, it is a legacy thing. I think she should win anytime she can get recognition. She should win because she's amazing. And, and she's carried a lot of Oscar nominated films in the past. Um, and uh, so should win is for her for many reasons, not only because I think she deserves it for this performance, but also a legacy award a la Angela Bassett. Um, I will give Anna Armas props because she was incredible. I mean, the suffering that she had to go through, uh, might not be my taste in terms of presentation, presentation of the film, but someone had to act it and she did a phenomenal job of it. Um, I think who's going to win is Kate Blanchett. I'm not saying it's a bad performance. And I do think we take Kate Blanchett for granted because she's one of those actors that just gives you, she's kind of like, um, to me, she's kind of like a, um, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, God. Sorry, blanking on that, Mitch. Um, Mark Ryland. No, no, <laughs> God, no. Uh, uh, you break like, dead air. Perfect. He's like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, it's it's a. He's like a. She's like a Christian Bale, like where it's like every time you're getting a hundred percent from that person, yeah. like regardless of the performance, maybe a fast bender, somebody like that. And I think she's so powerful. And 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 I think yeah, I might look back at this. I might be upset with it at, at, at when she wins and be like, well. I thought Michelle Yeoh was more deserving, but like I said, we're probably taking 
Kate Blanchett for granted because she's good in everything. So she's she's gonna win, I think, and it probably is deserved. I would just rather see Michelle Yeoh win. Okay, I will pass this to Katie next. Katie. I'm going to say I want Michelle Yeoh to win because I think she had an absolutely outstanding performance, but I do think it's going to be Kate Blanchett who wins. And I think Blanchett and Riseboro are just the chameleons of my generation. I just feel like they just completely take away from who they are and they're just this whole different uh being on screen every single time i mean andrew riseborough was in four different films last year i believe and just every single performance that she was in was just absolutely incredible and i felt like that for some time regarding her i don't think she's going to win i know she's not going to win for two leslie but i'm damn um, glad that she got nominated but keep Blanchett, i think is definitely going to win for this um i just it's i don't know it's kind of one of those stories too that you have this like harvey weinstein character and watching their demise and i feel like that's another reason why it's kind of like a mark in hollywood to show like look Mm. this is who this person was we're gonna take you down for the things that you've done and you need to have that strong female presence to play that character because even though um i don't feel sorry for her and you shouldn't like she is just absolutely incredible. Uh, but yeah, I wish Michelle, I, I, I hope I'm wrong and Michelle Yeoh wins, but I think it's going to be Kate Blanchett. Okay. I'll follow you, Katie, and let Lauren close this one. Um, for a should win for me, um, no surprise to the folks who follow this show. I'm an Ana de Armas guy. I thought she blew, blew what, again, difficult material, difficult movie, but to come through that as fantastic as she does, I, I cannot discount that. Um, the way that other things are discounted in that movie. Um, I think she just, just wrung out the absolute best she could do with, with that, where she's been my, like once I saw her, man, I was just blown away. I mean, I, I know I'm being that person who's discounting Kate Blanchett, where you're discounting the, the person who is, you know, good all the time, every time the, the same way we'll describe with the, with the bail comparison. That's a brilliant comparison. Um, but, it, but um, yeah, I, I, I just greatly appreciate the art and the effort there from Anna Darmus and blonde where she's, she's my, um, she's my should win in terms of like personal choice and all that. Uh, in terms of will win, um, I'll go against the Vegas odds. Um, I think Michelle Yeoh can sneak this out over Kate Blanchett and 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 be the big moment that it should be for um, for nationalities, for for genre film, for uh, like Will said with some legacy. I, I this is the really good moment to give uh, an award in those directions to, to honor those things. And for a very good performance in a, and obviously the movie, the moment and no, I mean, and Kate Blanchett, and this will not hurt Kate Blanchett's legacy whatsoever. You'll see Kate Blanchett standing ovation. If Michelle walks on that stage, hooting and hollering the way she has done at other award shows where um, I, this is, this is not going to lose anything for Kate Blanchett, but this is, I don't want to say it's the last bite of the apple or the only bite of the apple for somebody like Michelle Yeoh, but maybe it is compared to somebody like Kate, where this is the spot where I just see deserving being such a big part to this. And I go, Michelle, uh, for the will win. Uh, Lauren, who walks away with this? I'm a little, like a little teeny bit worried about a groundswell for Andrea Riceborough because the Academy has been such uh, like assholes about her nomination that I'm worried that there might be a little bit of like backlash. Um, 
like to, to support her. But otherwise, so Blonde is the only one I haven't seen and I never will and I refuse to watch it. So I can't speak to Ana de Armas's performance. Um, I think who should win, it's Michelle, Michelle Yeoh. Um, I don't think this is the last time we're going to see Andrea Riceboro on here anyway. Like, I just, I, I, so I think her time, you know, she has many more years. And again, like you said, Katie, like every role she does is just like, wow. So I think there are many opportunities for her in the future. Um, I think I, I'm going to go with Dawn on this one. I think Michelle can eke it out. I just, Kate Blanchett was great, but she's always great in everything that she does. But I also was watching the movie and was like, waiting for that something special, quote unquote. And I just don't feel like she was the only person ever that could have played Lydia Tarr. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to go Michelle for should and will. All right. All I can right. see that. Man. I can see her not being the only I think it's a once in a lifetime role for Michelle. Like you can't go back yeah. and redo for Crouching Tiger and things like I just and and yeah, I don't know. So maybe it's like a positivity thing with Brendan where like I think he will win, even though, you know, maybe Kate Blanchett is the Austin Butler of <laughs> best actresses. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I will be with Everything that's gone on in every award show, I love the fact that this is so much women supporting women. Like every award show, there's just all this camaraderie and every acceptance speech has been like, I thank you, all my fellow nominees, you are why we are here, you are why we are here, you know, and then bringing up every, uh, like the directors and pictures that have been female focused um, in 2022. And I think that's an amazing thing for everyone to see. So, I mean, I don't know, I could, I actually may go back and say, yeah, I, I want Michelle Yeoh to win, but yeah, I could, I could actually, maybe I want to say, yeah, she's going to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll close with Vegas odds and I'll, I'll kind of give Will the, the, the nudge to unmute because I hit the wrong button. But um, no, Vegas odds has this at um, Kate Blanchett uh, as the favorite at the, right now. Michelle Yeoh is just a slight like plus 125, like super close. Then there's an absolute drop off where Andrea, Michelle and Anna aren't even close. So two horse yeah. race for sure. Um, I know we keep saying throughout this whole show that the SAG awards are tonight. I, I'm super curious to see who, who wins there. Cause that's one of those like, uh, you know, of and of and from your peers kind of awards. And it, it normally is a pretty solid track record in terms of matching Oscars within the reason. So that's going to be something. Um, all right. Uh, here's the big one here. Best picture. Uh, and the nominees for best picture are all quiet on the Western front avatar, the way of water. The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablements, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. And that is a big, fat 10 field, and we have 13 minutes to talk about it. So um, I'll go first here just to kind of, again, let our ladies close this here a little bit. I'm that jerk who thinks 10's too much. I've always thought 10's too much. Um, If I were to shrink this field down to five, like in terms of like the rainbow that the Oscars used to tend to pick, um, you're 
your big hitter is everything everywhere all once that's one for sure the fablemans is your prestige pick because it's spielberg and your you know your big people there then you're going to have your public pick and that's top gun maverick i mean that's your a more than avatar that's kind of your 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 people's choice one that always sneaks in there then you have kind of your auteur movie that that is either probably women talking or tar and judging by the best director nominee for field and the acting nominee for blanchette tar would be like in a typical year your you know your your fourth nominee uh and then that leaves us what uh banshees venice sheeran is kind of the the other big nominee sweller so to me a final five a real final five would be banshees everything everywhere all at once fableman's tar and top gun maverick when i do that will win should win is is easy to me um the the movie of the year that has encapsulated the year in terms of the buzz we've talked about it in all of our shows um will win should win everything everywhere all at once um it's the movie of kind of the, the zeitgeist the movie of the moment it's got that handshake across the aisle between casual fans and cinephiles um Yes, there is probably bigger pedigree in other places when you have things like Banshees and you have things like the Fablemans. But man, oh man, like in terms of like everyone goes home happy uh, with a will win and a should win, it's everything everywhere all at once for me. I I don't, yeah, there's not a lot of gap there. Um, where, where do other people feel like? I'm I actually, think- in, I'm in agreement. I think everywhere, every, uh, everything everywhere all at once is going to win um i could see all quiet on the western front uh you know knocking it off just out of the blue but i would love women talking to win but i don't think it has Mm. a chance uh here i'll sneak in and sneak in the vegas part women talking has the absolute worst vegas odds which is damn sad all quiet on the western front has the third most a third best chance banshees is second and everything is first so banshees is a two i get it Will, what do you think? Uh, just going simply on my rankings of my favorite films of the year and what was nominated for Best Picture, I mean, I would pick The Fablemans for what I would like to win. It was my second favorite film of the year. I don't think it's going to win. Um, I'm going to go also with Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think it has the momentum. It has the crowd support. The It just, it just feels like this is the kind of thing, because of the stories behind it, at the academy is like we we're going to give it especially if we're we're going to give director to spielberg uh we're going to give best picture to this so that's where i'm going with lauren what do you think i might be overthinking it i just i feel like this is a like this category has i feel like often been a tricksy little hobbit and <laughs> Like I don't even you know, know what that I love means, the way you put that. I love it. I don't know what a Trixie, a Trixie <laughs> and a Hobbit put together. I mean, I love it. I don't even like know. Trixie Little Hobbits is. Um, oh, gotcha. It's a Trixie Little Hobbit because I like. It could be one of those where everyone is going to vote for Banshees of Inna Sharon, and so it's not going to win anything else, right? Like it might be, mm-hmm. like Academy voters might be like, oh, well, we'll do you know so and so for best director and all this, but you know, like. And then everyone at the the Oscar luncheon was apparently falling over themselves to take a picture with Tom Cruise. So like, oh if those are, if those are Academy voters, yeah. I just, I might be overthinking it. I feel like everything everywhere all at once will win, but I mm. also, it's so fucking weird of a movie that yeah. I don't know if the average, like, 60 year old white voter is uh-huh. going to be down with it 
Is this a harder sell than the parasite? Though I mean, you can say yeah, the same thing about parasite. Shape of water. You got you're, you're fucking a you're fucking a frog man. Yeah, that was not my choice to win. Um, I know, but like, is that is this one a harder sell than those two, parasite and shape of water? Good question. I don't know. I mean, I think will yeah. and arguably should win is everything everywhere all at once. Even though I enjoyed all quiet, enjoyed quote unquote. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front far more, even though I love Top Gun Maverick far more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think it's straightforward and will and should is everything ever all at once. And I like what that kind of represents. But I just feel like this category can go some, off the rails. <laughs> I, I would, I, I would, I, when you I would say, love to see Jerry Bruckheimer win an Academy Award. That would be I, I, right here. Let me say it like this: Is that I call you know I I called the Fablemans a boomer bedtime story. Is Top Gun Maverick a worse boomer bedtime story in terms of like what a win like on that level would be? It's not Green Book. It's Top Gun Maverick. I mean, but is it is it one of those shockers of the night? I, every cinephile will throw that movie out the window. Like our collective critical community will lose their fucking minds. All of us fans would be like, hell yes! Ooh, but they right, have right? been they have been building for a while with it too because they've been saying like it's the savior of cinema even though avatar made more uh-huh. money yeah. it's the savior well, of cinema okay. so there's yeah. you know that 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 narrative has been going on for a while True. so i don't i i would let me just say i would not be surprised or upset if it won because yeah. if i'm going to be in the genre uh you know pool you know the the, the this this uh, carnival sideshow of supporting genre <laughs> filmmaking i mean if top gun maverick freaking wins it i mean i would have to be happy in some way because we yeah. got a pure popcorn action yeah. adventure genre blockbuster that won and that's probably and it would okay be the first me and it would be the first in 20 years since the last lord of the rings movie and guess who else would be on that stage getting an oscar tom cruise well, tom cruise tom cruise yeah. tom cruise so yeah. shit that's a backdoor way of winning when you're a producer yeah, that's how that's how Brad that's how Brad Pitt got his first Oscar. Tom Michael yeah. Douglas got his first Oscar. Michael yeah. Douglas got his first one that way. So I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. if they want to finally give Tom Cruise an Oscar because he's what been nominated what four times for acting or yep, three times, something like that. Something like that mm-hmm. Then this is this is the route to do it. Spot. Man, wouldn't that be something? Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't me, know. Let me look this up here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes uh, a word. For, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, precursor wise the the producers guild awards um i believe are out um let me this one i thought everything everywhere all at once pulled it off uh let me double check here yes everything everywhere all at once won the top prize from the producers guild and those you're awarding this award for producers by producers where there's momentum there and it's the front runner for a reason so man uh but i'm man i'm like lauren I, do we I just who's feel re- like it's re- right? I feel like there's gonna be chaos in one of the categories. Yeah. And like it could be this one with like all quiet on the Western Front if say Argentina right? 1985 wins best foreign film or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just I'm not expecting it to be as clear cut just because of mm-hmm. past things, but I, I don't know. Maybe it will be. Maybe everything everywhere is gonna like sweep or something. I don't know. Okay. It just I don't trust yeah. this category. <laughs> All right. Um, last. I can see have... that. I can see. And I mean, hey, I've 
told my nephew this when he was six and he saw the Oscar nominated shorts and he voted for one that I was like, of all the ones you want to win, that definitely is not. And then he cried. And I was like, you can't put mm. your heart in the Oscars. Like, no, believe sure. me. All right. I'm sorry you have to learn this at six, but you just can't do it because they will break your heart. It's got yeah. nothing to do. A lot of times it's got nothing to do with talent or merit. It's just, it just, okay. it is the way it is. <laughs> Well, here, let's um, let's end this show because we have about four minutes where we all can go around here a little bit. Um, beyond the categories and predictions we made, what is one moment you're looking forward to that you think can come in this show? I'll go first. Cannot wait for not to not to. I don't care how whatever. Ah, I know it. Yes. I, I know it counts as like minstrels performing for the mat for the mob. But go ahead and let those boys get up there and dance. Let them have ah. a hell of a moment. Let it win. Let it rock the fucking house. Can't wait. I would love it if the most handsome man in the world was up there doing that dance with his co-star. That would just make my millennium, mm -hmm. but I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, yeah, I can't moment, wait for Yeah, that. moment you're looking for. Uh, my moment I'm looking for are, honestly, is going to be the speech from uh, Kihu Kwan. I think mm -hmm. that's going to bring tears to people's eyes. Like, honestly, oh, yeah. because not only does he deserve it, but just his appreciation of him going through what he's gone through to get to this point is just going to be, yeah, it's just going to be Waterwork City. So uh, I'm honestly really looking forward to that. Lauren, moment of the night you're looking forward to. Oh, no. You guys both said, like, so I was going to say not to, not to, and then I was like. Go I'm ahead and say it's right. I was like, I was going to say not to, not to. And then I was thinking, oh, I'm actually really looking forward to a song by like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And then I realized that nothing from that movie was nominated for best yeah. song, yeah. which makes True. me sad. So, and then of course, like, I'm still going to go with not to, not to. Like, if mm -hmm. they just let them let loose and do their thing, like, I can't, it's going to be a party and I can't wait. Yeah. Will, your moment and the closing of the show. Mine is more for, like Don was saying about the more serious-minded cinephiles that are going to be mad if Top Gun wins. I look forward to, I mean, obviously I might be eating, eating crow if this doesn't happen, but I look forward to the um, online debates of when Angela Bassett wins. I, I can't wait to hear people moaning about, oh, could you nominate a Marvel movie? And how could it win? Yep. It's not cinema. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's, it's, it's for coming. That. It's coming. Yeah. So when she wins, I'm going to be very excited because she's her speech at the Golden Globes was really nice because she was mm -hmm. talking about the Marvel family and she thanked the fans and she was very, you know, just very like. You know, a lot of people were like, well, she's obviously a company woman and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, or maybe no. she really had a great experience with it and loves the people that she works with. And these movies are actually right. movies. And now yeah. we got an Oscar for it. So suck it. So <laughs> that's right. kind of what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people would love to work for Ryan Coogler, Marvel movie or not. Like she, that, they're not, that's not machine time there. That's a legit movie. So, uh-huh. Yeah. I will. Oh, am I? Oh, ladies. am I? Am I? Well, yeah. Tell us about the first, ladies, Lauren. First. Yeah, Lauren, Katie. Where do we find you on social media? Oh, you can find me on Letterbox, Instagram, and Twitter at That Movie Is Fine. I also have a podcast with my friend Aaron Hudson called That Movie Is Fine, the podcast, and you can follow us on 
TMIF pod on Twitter and that movie is fine podcast on Instagram. And you can find me, Katie Glidewell, that's C-A-T-I-G-L-I-D-E-W-E-L-L, at The Blonde in Front on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at at The Blonde in Front. I also uh, guest host on Radio 4 and Postmortem Radio, which we do uh, different reviews, definitely more genre. So if you're into horror, then come and listen. And then me and Katie are also starting up our uh, Mark Rylance fan fiction club. So you should, um, we'll, we'll send out the first newsletter soon. So, um, oh, that's good. all right. All right. So, uh, as for Cinephile Hissy Fit, follow us on Twitter at, at Cinephile Fit, on Facebook at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast, and Instagram at Cinephile Fits. Find both of us by name, that's Don and I, on Letterboxd. Check out our film reviews, lists, and ratings. We are also on Rotten Tomatoes, and we are charter members of the Independent Film Critics of America. Thank you so much for your loyal listenership in our tussles and for connecting with us on social media. Cinephile uh, Fit is a Ruminations Radio Network podcast sponsored by Film Obsessive and 25YL Media. If you enjoyed this show, the Ruminations Radio Network has more excellent programming with stellar hosts and spirits and topics. Please rate, review, and subscribe to our show and others on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. 